0: cryptozoology and all subjects of theosophic truth, esotericism, and the occult beyond a top secret texan podcast. Greetings everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and shalom. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much, each and every one of you out there in Dreamland, for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan and I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with the most, the Gulf Coast of Texas. That is right, is my pride and privilege to be saying so thank you listeners new and old whether this is your first episode or whether or not this is going to be your last episode thank you for your support and your time that you have paid thank you for your likes your shares your subscriptions Thank you in advance for those yet to support. And thank you in perpetuity for those that have supported. We're going to be jumping into this excellent interview we have scheduled for you. Or I have scheduled for you, the royal we. I have scheduled you for you, this is a solo show. With a UFO close encounter contactee, CE5 practitioner, as well as UFO witness, native to the coastal bend, just like myself, and we are going to orient our interviews and our experiences and our creators more towards a Texas local, specifically South Texas, (coughs) Rio Grande Valley, and Coastal Bend, specific native experiencers, researchers, etc. This is going to give me uh, no short amount of pride and interest in having been probably the first to feature her. She seems to be a enthusiastic. new generation, or face of the new generation of UAP UFO investigators, growing up with such incredible amounts of evidence being featured on television and across the internet, and with the open-mindedness that the 21st century has promised. She goes by Curious Creatures on Twitter. Where I first found her videos and her evidence, which includes everything from sketches of her own sightings to actual video, the best she could offer, with the limited amounts of technology at our disposal as civilians, as well as enthusiastic messaging, suggesting that she really authentically had these sightings. They were seen, literally in my neck of the woods. That's why it piqued my interest. That's why I am so fervent in getting her on here. And I hope that she shares in her own words as much detail as she can about these experiences. We cut the introduction at that. The next time you'll hear my voice will be when we Establish connection and we begin the interview with Curious Creature on Twitter Thank you all very much For listening to the Beyond Top Secret Texan Recording software to be able to get it maximum exposure to sound. Turn down the background music and let's begin. Hello. Hi. Hey, how's it going?
1: Going pretty well. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. You're coming in very clear. From Beyond Top Secret Texan Podcast. I'm Beyond Top Secret Texan. Hello and welcome, Curious Creature. Thank you very much for accepting this interview. Yes,
1: thank you for having me. And my name's Arlen, by the
0: way. Yeah, you can call me Arlen. <laughs> okay, awesome, awesome. So yeah, um, very interested in hearing, you know, in your own words, your your story. Um, we kind of are very casual. We don't have a you know a strict, uh, you know, questionnaire or anything in front of me. But uh, to start off, um, just introduce yourself in your own words.
1: Yeah, well, hi, everyone. I'm Curious Creature on UFO Twitter. Um, My name's Arlen, and I'm from South Texas, or I'm originally from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, But, yeah, I'm based in South Texas currently, and um, I've, let's see, I've been on UFO Twitter for about two years now. Um, I can't remember what introduced me to the topic. It may have been the 60 Minutes um, special on TV, but, yeah, I've been interested in ufology for a while, and I've, you know, since joining UFO Twitter, I've actually become an experiencer myself. And, um, I'm just so
0: happy to be here to share my experiences with everyone. I mean, I, I came to know you through, um, UFO Twitter. Uh, I believe I saw one of your replies on a more famous UFO talking head figure on UFO Twitter and then saw your own page and realized you were a close encounter experiencer and a UFO eyewitness. Yes. And then also was very shocked to see that you were from the coastal bend and, um, And literally in my neck of the woods in my backyard, basically, (laughs) because I'm from Corpus Christi, and you are from a, a near community, very adjacent... And it's like, I'm not trying to, to dox you or anything like that, but it is something you. that I'm very interested in because it's like you saw UFOs literally in the same sky that's over my head. and
1: Exactly.
0: And, you know, it's like one of those things that I've seen UFOs a lot down here in the coastal bend. I consider Corpus Christi to be a UFO hotspot that people don't even talk about. And it's one of those weird things because we have the Navy base, we have dozens and dozens of MUFON sightings and everything. And it's just, I mean... It's, it's really cool to see somebody else start paying attention to these things and start experiencing.
1: Yeah, when I saw Corpus Christi in your bio, I was like, no way. Like, no way there is someone on this, I don't know, site who was from Corpus. But yeah, it was amazing to see. And like you said, we have a lot of Air Force bases, even in Kingsville. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, definitely a hotspot. I even went um, on, I think it was MUFON after our first sighting, and I saw that someone had seen a triangle back here um, in the 70s in the same area. So it was just, there's a history here for sure.
0: Two two interesting things about the coastal bend that people don't really know about. Um, the One of the first cattle mutilations to ever be reported um, was in the coastal bend. And it happened like, to, really? yes, it was in Victoria. And uh, the the coastal Bend, Corpus Christi, actually has a reported UFO landing. I've read that report on MUFON, and I read it for my podcast, and it shocked me when I heard it too. But it was in 2017 during Hurricane Harvey that somebody actually reported a UFO landing by the river. And it's it's underreported, but it's it should be you know investigated by the by the bigger um, you know ufologists. But it just it's in those MUFON records. That you go to MUFON, look up Corpus Christi in, in the South Texas area, uh, from Brownsville to El Paso, and you know up to uh, San Antonio and Houston. It's just a UFO. Uh, I mean, it's 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 like there are thousands of them. You know, thousands of sightings.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. I haven't heard of that story. I'm definitely gonna have to go and move on for sure. Oh yeah,
0: I'll share it with you. I'll send it. I'll send it your way. It's something yeah. that I think a lot more people need to know about, and I know no one does. And uh, no, I'm exactly. absolutely sure no one's ever heard of it. And it's it only happened in 2017. It's not like ancient history. It's literally yeah. like five years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw someone tweet recently. They said people would be shocked um, to know that. UFOs are always in the sky. All you have to do is look up, and I just think that is so true because every time I look up, they're there.
0: Oh, exactly, and and that's that also is because you practice CE five. I'm aware you you are interested in CE five.
1: Yeah, CE five. I can't remember. I think I may have watched um, the documentary on Amazon that I think Stephen Greer did. Um, Wow, let me figure out the name. I can't remember.
0: Oh yeah, Doctor Stephen Greer. Absolutely, CE five.
1: Yeah exactly and so that kind of got me into the topic of CE5 and that was my introduction Mm -hmm. to it Um, and it's actually short for contact or sorry close encounters of the fifth kind Um, and that's when you actively kind of participate in communicating with a UFO
0: And, and because of that do you think that has helped your ability to see them or maybe even attract them to show themselves to you
1: oh yeah um, it's so funny because I started sharing my stories on Twitter um, of my sightings, which started in, let's see, I think this was October is the first time I saw, I did CE5, and that's the first time I saw a triangle. Um, and I think ever since then, I, I guess there's a hitchhiker effect, but I see them every night, like, and all I have to do is meditate for a few minutes, and then they pop up. And sometimes I won't even meditate, and they'll be there, um, but definitely CE5 was my gateway into
0: Seeing these things. That is that is incredible that you have such positive and consistent results with it.
1: Yeah. Now Yeah, someone said
0: sorry. No, go, no, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. But if oh, you yeah, have something say...
1: I know someone mentioned on Twitter how a lot of people will attempt CE5 and will never see anything, but um, it was just amazing how my sister and I, and I even brought my mom into it, um, she wasn't too much of a believer at first, but I was like, mom, you gotta see these things, it's real, be patient, and um, we did CE5, and it's been, the the ease in which they show themselves to us has been really kind of freaky, honestly, because it's been such an easy process to see them, which is weird, but um, yeah, it's definitely... I don't know. It's
0: definitely real. Oh, absolutely. I I can I I've always vouched for CE five and other protocols like that involving reaching out with your mental state of mind, your psychic abilities, or, or researching the you know sixth sense as it were when it comes to the UFO phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Many times that when I've seen UFOs, I've felt them before I saw them.
1: Interesting.
0: It, it, that's I've heard a very consistent um, a phenomenon in people um, that it's an internal awareness, like you're you know when you know you're being looked at, that feeling of being watched, or the feeling yeah. of someone else is in the room and you're probably asleep. That that kind of awareness, that psychic sixth sense, something about um, a gut feeling, an instinct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the CE five, um, it's it's. I know. It's people are people think it's controversial, but it's absolutely, um, I mean, I mean, it does work. It really does work. I would not say it's 100% effective, but it definitely increases, and there's video evidence to suggest that people can call UFOs into, mm-hmm. into the sky. Yeah, it's
1: amazing. It really mm-hmm. makes me wonder, through this whole process, I thought, like, what is the tether that ties us to them, you know, mm-hmm. if you do subscribe to the idea that there are intelligent beings in these things, like what is it with our <laughs> consciousness or our active, um what word am I looking for? Our participation that mm-hmm. causes us to be able to see these things by just thinking about them.
0: It's There's really a thing interesting called the observer effect and the observer effect is um something changes when you are observing it, like then it's natural state. And I believe UFOs are like you said, always in the sky. But when you watch them, when you see them, they can react to you. Somehow, they know that they are, you are watching them. Hmm. Like I, I do believe it's intelligent life inside the the that are piloting the UFOs. I believe the UFOs are intelligent themselves. Sometimes there's just so much variety to it. I believe it's the U.S. government in some cases, especially with our proximity to military bases.
1: Right.
0: At Texas just being Texas itself. Mm. Uh. I, We'll go into the greater details of what, um, you know, the the implications to each one of those are, but this is, you know, obviously an interview on you. So in your own words, um, how would you like to, you know, begin with your UFO journey or your experience, your uh, sightings, for example? We can start with your sightings.
1: Sure. Or just chronologically,
0: yeah. Chronologically. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I've had so many sightings. I had to write them down just to kind of keep my mind steady on how many things I've seen um, the past, geez, how many months has it been? The past few months. Um, So the first sighting I had, um, I was driving along, I think this was Highway 77 out here. um, It's near Cal Allen, Texas. So this is around Corpus Christi area. Um, And I was driving along Highway 77 and my mom and I saw something about maybe like 200 feet up and it was like an orange orb it looked like a shooting star almost and it flew from left to right horizontally um and that flew above us and we just saw it it caught our eye we were both like whoa what is that um and we saw it it was like an orb it didn't have a tail i've seen shooting stars before and i knew this wasn't a shooting star it looks like a ball of like fire or magma um and that was our first sighting um and that was let's see March um of twenty twenty two. So that was the first sighting and that was um I don't know, it didn't really do that wasn't an active thing. That was kinda of, we were just passing and we had seen the I guess UFO or orb bye bye. So we hadn't done C E five yet or weren't introduced to that. Um and so that was our first kind of sighting.
0: Those lights are actually very uh historic in the area. I was told uh, by people, you know, who much older than me, my elders, that they were Bruja lights, that they, they were Lachusa lights. Whoa. and that were well, these orange balls of fire and light, you know, they people didn't know back then what they were, so they considered them Lachusa or the Brujas. But, wow. you know, they are UFOs, like by any other name. Yeah. They are orange balls of light that fly around the area. And uh, how high would you say altitude was? I know it's hard no, to I'm... see when you look in the sky, but it wasn't You know, it wasn't you know out of this er orbit or high orbit. It was like
1: this was pretty close. I was trying to think because there was a there was an overpass next to us, and there Mm -hmm. were street lights that were pretty high. I would say 70 feet. It was not that high up.
0: Oh yeah, that's not Uh, high up. But that's like ground level. Yeah, that's that's definitely low.
1: Yep, it, it really did spook us. I was lucky we were rolling to a stop sign um, to kind of gather our thoughts and everything. But So yeah. it
0: wasn't a satellite. It wasn't a shooting star. It wasn't something very high up. Like, you know, like when you look up at this guy and you see something move and you're like, that could be a meteorite. That could be X, Y, Z. It wasn't a plane. Mm-hmm. It was it was, it was was within your, within like totally too low to, to be misidentified or anything.
1: Oh, yeah. It was definitely something, you know, we crossed crossed through those lines of it being any anything else a drone anything like that and it was definitely not that Um, that, it was an orb for sure
0: very interesting and you saw that in march 2022 so very recently too that's yeah um i mean not to give too much too much away but these things are you know they're gonna they're gonna avalanche and snowball i mean Mm -hmm. so so let's jump into the uh the next one yeah
1: Definitely. So, the first really big sighting that solidified that UFOs are real in my mind, um, this was, I think, Sunday, October of this year. Um, this is in October, and um, we were just... I think, it was, I think I was doing it by myself, or I invited my sister to do CE5 with me, mm. and so there is a CE5 handbook, I think written by Celia Hatch and Mark Koprowski or something like that. Mm. Um, they wrote a CE5 handbook on step-to-step directions on how to do CE5, but I kind of just used to cheat sheet. There's an app for CE5, but I didn't want to pay for it, so I was like, mm. let me just, let me just, you know, go
0: on, freestyle. I- I also would like to say that that I've actually done an episode before on CE5, and um, it's, you know, by, in, by it goes by many names. It's actually called the uh, the, the something protocol, and it was it, it's from the protocol. 50s. It's actually a really old uh, way of communicating with get uh, calling the UFOs, and of mm-hmm. course people write books and they think it's they invented it and everything, but but just because people do try to you know, charge uh, for for the lessons and things like that doesn't mean it doesn't work.
1: Exactly. It's not really something you can gatekeep, you know? If people mm-hmm. know about it, it's definitely accessible.
0: It's Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's uh, different names for the same thing, but it's very much, uh, like, if we can explain CE5 kind of quickly, your process. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so the first thing I usually do, um, I usually just kind of, sit down find a comfortable area um, this is we were on our porch um and we're sitting down um i usually kind of meditate for a little bit and when i say meditate i just mean calm my body and um by just deep breathing and then i'll just kind of relax my muscles in my hands my feet my legs and um i'll do that for about maybe like 10 minutes until i'm just calm and then to a certain point, or at a certain point, I'll um, visualize to where I am in space, where I am um, in proximity to other homes or to the street. And I'll kind of make a map in my mind of where I am from an aerial view, aerial point of view. Um, and I'll see myself from that aerial point of view and then kind of direct my, that location in a sense, that visualization. I'll say um, metaphorically, or not metaphorically, but I'll, you know.
0: Like a bird's eye view, or like a plane flying yeah, like yeah,
1: exactly. And so I'll try to say, like, if anything, if anything is out there and would like to communicate with us, um, that has like is of good intent, or um, um, we welcome you to show yourselves. And I always say, if you have negative intentions, um, you're not welcome here and be about your way. Um, and I just do that for a little bit, and I'll sit and meditate and make sure I'm calm. Um, and then after doing the aerial view and showing my location, I just wait and then I just watch the skies. And then it, it takes about an hour to get like a really good sighting. Um,
0: I, yeah, that's still that, yeah, that's still pretty damn good. An hour uh, is is almost you know that, that's faster than some pizzas when you call them. <laughs> this
1: is true. This is true. Yeah. So
0: definitely tell us about tell us about this uh, this next sighting.
1: Yeah, so, okay, so we were sitting on our porch, and then um, I, like, wrote everything down. So my sister and I had been outside for a while. We were watching the skies. We weren't seeing anything, so we were kind of getting discouraged. Um, This is towards, like, the end of the night. Um, We were maybe started at, like, maybe 7.30 or 8, around 8 o'clock. And so by 9 o'clock, 9.45, we were just watching the skies, and we saw this really bright orange star. And we're like, okay, like, that looks interesting. And it was kind of flickering. And so um, we kept our eyes on it. And we were just following this star with our eyes. And it was standing still. And then my sister saw it earlier in the night. And I was like, oh, it's not moving. It's nothing interesting. It's just sitting there. It's not a UFO or anything like that. And so um, a few minutes later, we were getting ready to go inside. And it was, like, 9.50 p.m. And all of a sudden, that orange star started to move. It started to move up, like, Headed in a north northern direction, um, so it started to move, and I wasn't sure if it was moving or not. So I used another star as a point of reference, and I just followed it and followed it. And at one point, that star kind of came in line with the second one, so I knew it was moving. Um, and it was just going up and up. And this was it was about a mile out. It looked like it was a mile away. Completely silent; couldn't hear anything. And it started heading up into the sky. And then at one point, we were, we, were, we asked it to come closer to us. Um, and so it started moving closer to us, believe it or not. Um, it listened, and that felt like our first kind of form of communication with this thing. But it started moving closer. And then as it got closer, I started recording with my phone. And I recorded a flashing. It, was, it started flashing white and red light. And so it almost looks like a plane, um, but it wasn't a plane. And so it started moving closer and closer and closer. And then at one point, it, it was about maybe 70, 80 feet in the sky, are almost almost wow. 100 feet above. Yeah, it was like 100 feet above us, actually, 100 to 200. And it was flying at like five miles an hour, like a walking pace. It flew over our house, and when, we- when it got close, it was a triangle, and we could see like the shadows that it was a small triangle, and it had about six lights and a boomerang shape on its back end, um, and so it was heading south over our house, and we watched it go by, and in that moment i wasn't really scared it almost felt like a spiritual experience if that if i can say that but um yeah it was a really calming experience and we were just so dumbfounded i stopped recording it because i would just wanted to see it with my own eyes and um the triangle it looks like it could have been maybe like six feet on both sides it was like the size of a king bed honestly it's pretty small um and it just flew over and then that was our first huge sighting that was just kind of undeniable for me.
0: That is incredible. So, mm-hmm. to kind of repeat and clarify, it started at very high altitudes and seemed mm-hmm. to be just traveling on its way. And after you observed it and called it down, it did seem to become attracted to that and come down to a low altitude to the point that you, mm-hmm. could, <laughs> you could see that it was no longer... Just a light, but a physical craft, a yeah. triangle with six lights on the rear. So it, it looked like, you know, you could see where the propulsion was coming from or the energy source, uh, the anti-gravity properties, because it had a physical form. It wasn't just a ball of light or energy. And you could see that it wasn't conv- like It's too small to have been a conventional plane are Mm -hmm. too small to have been, say, conventional military equipment, even, say, a high-tech plane, because it's not large, you didn't hear it, it's, I'm I'm trying to list the the observables, as they call them, I'm trying to make a more uh, salient point to do that as an investigator, is the five observables, but you are seeing all of them, it sounds like, except, Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the speed is the thing that I'm actually thinking about. If it was able to descend so effortlessly and not, you know, need to, um, like, that's actually kind of difficult for an aircraft is to descend so rapidly right. and so quickly and still not produce any noise or any kind of, uh, you know, stress on itself. It just seems to be like it wanted to see you more clearly Mm-hmm. Or to kind of show itself to you as a demonstration. Like, hey, you know, you're not crazy. I am flying around uh, the sky at night. You know, thanks for right. noticing. That I mean, it does have that kind of intelligence to it. That it does. That is really I, incredible.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. I hadn't even thought about that. It really would take an incredible amount of, you know, power to decelerate and kind of be that low to the ground. And it made no noise. Um, and that was something I thought a lot about was the mm. lights that were on the back of it. Um, I would always think like, what is the purpose if this is some sort of interdimensional or maybe extraterrestrial object, like why would it need lights on the bottom? And so, um, the, the lights were green as it got closer, they were green, yellow, white, and red. Um, oh. and they were just, yeah, green, yellow, white, and red, and they were just kind of flashing. And so I'm like. It makes me wonder because you know certain stars are certain colors because of the chemicals that they put out or the radiation and the you know.
0: Correct. Oh, wow. Correct. I wish I was
1: a scientist. <laughs> well, no, I get. But, it. I
0: totally get. It. There's a different spectrum of energy, and the, exactly. the different energies have different, like lasers. There's green lasers, blue lasers, red lasers. Right.
1: Right, and they all have a different purpose, mm-hmm. so I was wondering if that that was the first thought, like, why were the lights different colors?
0: Um, That's interesting, no, that that you bring in that detail, that becomes, because if it was an engine, it would all be red, or all be mm-hmm. white, or something, you know, like, they'd all be uniform, but if they're different colors, that means that they are probably signal, or maybe something even that we can't imagine, like a... Right, that is interesting. That is very interesting. They're different colors, yeah. and you have yeah. these drawn down. I saw the, yes. the sketches. Did you make those sketches?
1: Yes, I did. I did.
0: Those are very detailed sketches. They're very thank accurate, you. and I mean the housing. It gives you dis like perspective and distance. They're mm-hmm. almost as good as for t- photographs.
1: No, oh, thank you. I tried. Well, tried my best. I
0: will share those. I will share those on my Instagram and on my Twitter, as well as yeah, uh, when I advertise and post this episode. They are actually pretty incredible. They show you in great detail the black triangle and everything. Yeah,
1: I, there was a video as well. Um, wow, let's see. I posted it October. I think it was the night of that I posted this. Um, there is a little video clip of it approaching, and then I stopped recording um, because I saw it with my own eyes. But, yeah, you can see the flashing in the video.
0: Oh, I also agree that it's very difficult to... Um, Record any of this with a handheld Mm -hmm. cell phone. The cell phone is not made to record this guy. It's not made to record at night and it's definitely not made to record anything moving.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: It is definitely... No, I've ever tried to record regular planes before and not gotten anything but a smudge that's unfocused in the distance and stuff. And I have, um, you know, Samsung Galaxy 6 or whatever. The newest one is. And so, like, no, I, I can't even imagine at night trying to record anything that's dark and you know against the dark sky, you know. Yeah, it's know.
1: tough.
0: It's tough. Um, but but do you think that there was so there wasn't any, any interference though between the UFO and the camera? No technical interference.
1: No, no technical interference. <laughs> um, I, I wish I had recorded longer. I I regret that so much, but um, there no technical interference. Also, no physical interference. I always um, tell my sister to be aware of, like, certain tastes or smells or are you nauseous, stuff like that. Um, Because I've heard, um, you know, people, especially military personnel, who have come into contact with these Mm -hmm. things due to the radiation, they've gotten sick. And so I'm always kind of wary of just make sure my sister and my mom and that we feel okay physically when we see these things. Um, But, yeah, no physical interference and no technical interference.
0: There's also a lot of alien abductees that don't have the memories of alien abduction, but always have, uh, but do have memories of seeing UFOs. People who mm. say they saw a UFO flying in the sky, and then they have a missing time episode, or you know, a, a, a episode where then they remember a lot later on that they were actually abducted, or uh, there's more to that story than just seeing a UFO in the sky. Uh, yeah. A lot of, that does happen a lot in the literature and, and in experiences. Um, but nothing like that. There was no fear, there was no host like <laughs> mm. no danger you felt, right?
1: No danger at all. I felt really safe, honestly. Um mm. and I was pretty grounding. Um I thought I would be afraid, but as it got closer I was kinda scared. My sister in the video, she asked like, should we go inside? And I said, No, I think it's chill.
0: <laughs> and cool. so we
1: stayed outside and just kept recording.
0: I, when I introduced um, this episode, uh, because I have the the five minute introduction uh, where I was talking to the audience about who you know who you were going to be and and what we were going to be interviewing about, um, I said one of the things I'm interested in is seeing how a like you know a Generation Z, uh, you know, new 21st century type person with their with the new open mindedness with the education available. Reacts and feels to sightings because uh, I was born in 1987. I'm not ancient, but I was born in the 20th century when people were afraid of UFOs. If you saw a UFO, wow. you ran away from it. Like that was a thing people did. And they'd be like, Yeah, if I saw a UFO, I was scared. I just, you know, I didn't know. You know, they don't want that reaction. They don't want that encounter. And people didn't want to talk about it because they thought, you know, they would be called crazy and stuff. But now in the 21st century, it's 2022 people yep. want ufo sightings people want to be abducted people want to you know meet an alien
1: Exactly. No,
0: i'm saying like it's not like too long ago you're but right in the, in the 90s that was terrifying people were yeah. afraid of aliens like that was scary like now people are like yeah i saw a ufo but, like you gotta come exactly. out and see it with me you know like it's very <laughs> much the changing of the of the tide it's like you know uh we're open-minded now i think at 70 70 mm-hmm. percent of Every American believes in aliens and UFOs and, like, you know, believes they're here, they're visiting, believes they're peaceful. Mm-hmm. And that, that blows my mind is that it's like a majority of people who do believe in UFOs believe that they're peaceful and that they do want to meet them and, like, you know, they want to see them
1: right That's, That's. I mean awesome. it's huge uh, you know Gen Z I'm 20 about to turn 21 in like a few days actually um, but yeah so Gen Z you know I feel like we are a generation who has seen like everything under the sun you know mm-hmm. um, especially with social media we grew up with Snapchat YouTube Twitter so we've been able to have kind of open minds and mm-hmm. meet new people immediately and watch videos on YouTube and see things and that we've never seen before and there's a new sort of global I think connectiveness that our generation has and um I feel like anything is possible at this point I think our generation is one that believes again anything's possible and um I think this is more exciting for just younger people than something that's meant to be fearful um I know a huge gap between you know even my family older people telling them about my experiences is also you know, I have a lot of religious people. I'm in South Texas, you know, raised yep. Southern Baptist. So having that perspective as well is kind of creates a fear or apprehension in talking about these things. But I think our generation is really just, I think we're it's the perfect time for something like this to be, you know, public.
0: Well, it's why I was saying it, that those lights were called the Brujo lights and the, the Bruja lights and the Luchusa, like they were considered like uh, bad omens and things like yeah. that or like bad spirits. And it's like now because we're more intelligent and the southern Texas people have become more, you know, modern, they know it's technology now. They know it's drones. Like, you know, more people are going to sit and go, oh, that's probably a drone, you know, instead Mm -hmm. of like, oh, that thing's going to steal your soul. You know, you better go back into the house, you know, not look at it, you know, or something like now. People are more curious because they're empowered. And, you know, um, South Texas is... A very tricky place. It's it's an enigma wrapped in a mystery, because it's got a lot of modernity. It's got the you know scientists and the engineers who work here. It's got the the naval people, the the naval air station, the military people. Um, but it's also got a lot of you know very superstitious, very old timers. You know, like you know, conservative, traditional people, and it's like it really is unique it's individual it, you know it's, yeah. it's up to every single person to kind of you know decide what they want to believe and not to believe but it's i think it's i think it's changing i think it's totally. becoming a lot more hip a lot more open minded a lot more flexible and you can talk about ufo's to people like in your family not like it used to be where they thought you were crazy or mm-hmm. you know they didn't get it or they you know they thought you were maybe in you know dealing with things you shouldn't deal with so it's really cool. No, it's really really cool. Yeah, so, it's I mean, amazing to see. Um, so, yeah. No,
1: oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no,
0: I was going to ask if if that was uh, that led into um, you seeing the military helicopters the next day.
1: Right. So that one was actually a different sighting. Um, hmm. If I can go through two more sightings before oh, I get yeah. to that one, is that okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, the next sighting I had seen was let's see. That happened on the 23rd when we saw the triangle. And then on the 28th, it was a Friday night, Um, I actually brought my mom out for the first time, Mm -hmm. and um, I kind of opened her up to CE5, and so we sat outside for a little bit, Um, same time around 9 o'clock, so the sky's, like, really dark, you can easily see stars at that point. Um, So we were outside, and we did CE5, and then this night, I kind of got a bad vibe from what we we saw, like, immediately, my stomach kind of dropped, and I got afraid, so we ran inside, but... um, We did CE5, and we saw what looked like a plastic bag or, like, a ghost. Like, it was a clear, kind of misty, fog-like figure. Um, And this flew, like, maybe, like, wow, I would say 50 feet above us. And it flew horizontally. Um, And then after that, it disappeared. We didn't know where it went. And then a few minutes later, uh, my sister saw that same shape or that same fog, fly. like, street level, near a streetlight, and it went down, um, like it was trying to land, almost, and this was, like, a clear, it's a stereotypical ghost, if that makes sense, yep. and that's what we saw on our second CE5 sighting, and the moment I saw it, my stomach dropped, I was immediately afraid, I knew something was off, I didn't get that happy, spiritual feeling I got when I saw the triangle, um, so that one really freaked me out, but after that's
0: that- that's incredible. Yeah. So- you yeah. actually called a um, a a being in in this in this interpretation, or was it like a a something I, yeah. that we can't even describe? Like you said, it was like a ghost, but was it? Do you think you your yeah. feeling a, a actual spirit?
1: I think it was like an apparition, but like when people do say they see spirits, I'm like that's probably what they look like. But this one, it just something in my bones. You know, I really trust my intuition and my gut. Um, I'm just that person. I've had a great intuition with people, so um, the minute I saw this, I was like, this is not good. It was flying really fast and aggressively, and that was something that really took me off guard because, you know, that first sighting um, on Sunday night, the 23rd, um, it was flying slow, and I was like, okay, I can keep my eye on it. I know the direction it's going in, but this one was flying really fast, and um, it was just kind of... It was aggressive, so that one kind of scared me, but... Yeah, that was an interesting sighting for us. That was my worst experience,
0: I think. That's very interesting because we just I just got through saying all this stuff about the, the, the Brujo and the Luchusa and now you actually mm-hmm. saw Luchusa it sounds yeah. like oh, and it's like, Okay, well I take it back, I guess the, the old timers were right. <laughs> They're like, Hey there's right. ghosts out there, you better <laughs> come inside. <laughs> like right. that sounds intense. Um, yeah. Um. So it wasn't a bird. It wasn't like the big bird of Robstown or nothing like that. It wasn't a, no. a thunderbird or nothing. No, I'm saying it happens that there are big birds. There are gigantic yeah. birds. Like I mean, not like I just a like big bird, like a heron. I mean like monster birds that have mm-hmm. been reported in time uh, in South Texas. But it wasn't. It was misty. It was see through. You you said like it was. A, yeah. Like, but it was close oh. and it was aggressive. You know so it was flying around and came and swooped down. But then landed and, and you guys just, you know, you didn't even stick around. You, you turned around and
1: I ran inside. My mom left her shoes outside. Um, I actually have a picture and video of it um, on my Twitter account. I know people on the, probably on the podcast can't see it. But um, if you zoom into the photo, I kid you not, it looks like a head, shoulders, and feet. Like, it looks like a, an actual ghost. Ghost, um, yeah. So
0: that's what I was asking. And like, it's, yeah, sure it's a spirit. If it, I mean, I understand if it was something, like, abstract, like mist, or, you know, like, mm-hmm. a, like a cloud. But no, that sounds like uh, you saw a full-body apparition.
1: Right, and I enhanced the video. And in person, um, it did look clear. But when I looked back and watched it on video, it almost emitted a light. And so that was interesting to see. Um, the camera picked it up differently than my naked eye and um yeah i enhanced the video but you can see it like popping in and out um it comes into like really bright shape and you can see it clearly and then it turns into a mist but you can still follow the mist with your eye and then it becomes one again so yeah that was that was crazy
0: that is is, that's intense that's 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 something that ce5 um not necessarily that i even expected because i didn't even know about that one i was Damn, man, that's crazy. Because the CE five does open up a lot of doors. A lot yeah. of things happen when you do the CE five. A lot of things like Ouija boards. When you do right. Ouija boards, a lot can happen, and not just what you expect. Like it's it, you know, it's very powerful in mysterious ways.
1: Very true. Yeah, and it. Oh my gosh, that made me think about Ouija boards. And you know, what you do and say really matters when it comes to to talking to the to the other side. You know, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, it, there's a, there's a there there, uh, for sure. And um, yeah, after that experience, you I was see
0: like, five expecting UFOs, and then all of a sudden you get vampires or something, and you're like, <laughs> right? it, it just happens. It's, no, I'm saying like the like <laughs> beyond, it's that shadow world. It's the, you know the, the underground.
1: Yeah, you never know who you invite into the neighborhood. So. Exactly.
0: And and it's it's something that you know it's I can imagine myself being being absolutely terrified because it gets you from the inside that feeling of you know mm-hmm. fear of, of, of absolutely you know like yeah, well, when people say it looks like you saw a ghost you know that that's absolutely 100 percent true
1: oh yeah and then um i know kind of to tra- like talk about this next sighting too when you talk about that physical fear um that was a huge part in this next sighting that we had um if i can this is kind of a longer experience if that's okay if like you have all about-
0: the time you need
1: Okay, awesome. So this was again, uh, let's see. This is November fourth and it was Saturday at eight thirty. Um, so my mom and sister and I had been sitting out on the porch for like fifty minutes. Um, this was like around eight forty, 840, eight forty one, um, to be exact. And um this happened on a Friday night and we were just sitting on the porch and then for two weeks we had been doing C E five at this point, so we were pretty, you know, comfortable with our process and found what works for us. Um, and at this point, we were, seat, we were like, sitting down, and we didn't see anything for, like, an hour, so we were like, okay, that's it, let's go back inside. And that seems to be pattern. Whenever we were about to give up, usually we see craft, which is so weird. They're really cheeky. I would say they're kind of cheeky and, like, tricksters, in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, but, I um, agree. We were, I agree. Yeah,
1: exactly. We were getting ready to go inside, and, oh, my God, I'm just like, I can't, like, talk about it, because just... Thinking back to that night, it was just unreal. Um, but what we we heard, what we thought was a crop duster plane.
0: Yeah.
1: And so we were on the porch, and we looked directly overhead, and we saw these lights, like triangular lights, flashing. We heard a crop duster plane. And we looked up, and we were looking for it. We're like, "Oh, that sounds way too low to be flying," you know, because we do get crop dusters. Um, I know. I, I think. We do have like the, we're kind of close to the airport. So you'll have like training flights come by and we're like, okay, that's normal. But um, this was flying way, way, way too low. Like this is about 80 feet above the house. And I'm like, that's not normal. So we saw the lights. And then directly to the left of that, what we saw were about, I would say maybe like 80 to almost 100 lights, like craft flying in formation. And they were in an orb, they were orbs, like individual orbs, but they were flying in a horseshoe shape. And this is no more than fifty feet above us, and they were flying south, and um, in that same horseshoe shape. And we don't know if it was made up of individual craft or it was one single UFO, and we were just seeing the like navigation lights or something. But that was like the biggest sighting we'd ever had, and um, we. Week- Trust me, we booked it inside. My mom left her shoes. She left her purse outside. <laughs> um, we ran inside immediately. And um, that night, I actually looked up to see if we could, like, file a report with the FAA um, and mm-hmm. see if they had, like, gotten it on radar at all. Um, but it was so low, I doubt anything picked it up. Um, but- and it's funny, looking back when we saw the lights and what we thought was a crop duster plane, and now I don't even know if it was a crop duster plane or if it was like a triangle craft because it was turning. Um, but so we saw, we basically saw two craft at once.
0: Okay, so that so there was a smaller triangle craft, like the first one you saw, or much mm-hmm. larger. But this one was making a noise like a, a, a crop like a crop duster, like a propeller plane. Right, like, a propeller, like, a, mm-hmm. like the brrr, like the kind of low. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can tell it's a motor and not a jet. Like you can tell it's a piston engine. Uh mm-hmm. I understand exactly what you're talking about because I live right next to the Naval Air Station and and uh the propeller plane, training planes, you know, the ones that are have propellers on them still. Like uh-huh. the ones from the nineteen forties. They fly over my house every day about ten times a day. And when yeah. jets fly over, it's two completely different sounds. Like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the propeller you can almost hear the propeller turning and it's like uh very distinct. So you, you heard, so it wasn't silent, this this triangle wasn't silent, but you're yeah, sure that, that was the triangle and not the, I guess you could say hypothetically the larger, or even just the mini smaller, because you're not sure if it was one craft or many smaller ones in formation, but they yeah, appeared so th- like a, um, you said a boomerang or a horseshoe?
1: Horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Horseshoe.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, I can click. And it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. oh, no, I was going to say, uh, when it flew over your house, were there any other witnesses? Was this, like, big enough for the whole city to see? Was this big enough um, that you, oh, like, it blocked out the sky behind it? Because that was one of the details in the Phoenix lights, for example. Was it, like, a, yeah. um, was it something that you think the radar should have seen, like, the airport, like, other people in the sky would have seen, like, pilots or people driving the highway?
1: Oh, yeah. So if people like in our close vicinity, like neighbors, I'm sure they would have seen it. Mm -hmm. If a pilot had an aerial view, I'm sure they would have seen it because of the sheer size and the amount of lights that flew past. They would have seen it. Um, But this was very, very low to the ground. Um, Like we were thinking we were about to get beamed up and like abducted because it was so low. Um, I would say, oh, man, this was maybe like 25 feet above our neighbor's house.
0: I'm actually looking um, so, at the illustration you drew of it right now. and Yeah. So, so I get it. Like, it's so close to the house that the house is kind of obstructing it. Like, the house is getting in its way. It's not like it's flying, um, you know, hundreds of feet in the air. It's flying exactly. literally over your house.
1: Yes, this is very low. Um, and so, uh, again, they were two separate... Um, parts, I guess. So, first, we were looking for the, what we thought was a crop duster plane. Mm-hmm. It could have been that, or a triangle mimicking a plane, and the noise, and engine, um, but that was very low. We looked for that first. We saw it, and in our peripheral vision, we saw these, like, 80 lights, or 80 orbs, and there were rows and rows of orbs flying in that horseshoe shape, and they were flying together, and they were just flying south. So, that's, there were two separate things that we'd intense. seen.
0: That, that That is pretty intense, because you saw it almost like if it was one was trying to distract you yeah, or the other ones to kind of make sure everything was clear you saw and you kind of had that like uh it's almost uh like horror movie timing where you're looking at one thing your attention's at the ufo Mm -hmm. and then behind you the even bigger you know ufo is is coming up you know trying to sneak up on you
1: yes and that (laughs) night I mean, when I went inside, I told my mom, like, that was, like, the Millennium Falcon of UFOs. Like, we felt like we had seen, like, something out of Star Wars. Like, it was so unbelievable and just, oh, my goodness. We stayed outside. I saw it. I was closest to the door, and I ran inside. We have a screen door, and so I ran inside, and my sister saw it the longest just because of her position on the porch. Like, she was sitting um, uh, just further away, and so she saw it for the longest time. Um, but I booked it inside. It was, it was frightening. Um, and the thing is about that one, although it was frightening because our brains just couldn't conceptualize what we just saw, um, our hearts were racing, but even so, like we weren't afraid, you know, we wanted to go back outside and we wish we were we're, like recording it. Um, but yeah, it was, oh my goodness. That was like unbelievable.
0: That was just too much too soon in terms mm-hmm. of here. Uh, not so much that okay. it was uh, a dangerous or scary thing, but it was just too much UFO too soon yeah. in the cd 5 event. Yeah, no, I've I, I've been there and I totally get it. When you see too much, it's it's you know it's it's mind blowing no matter mm-hmm. what. But to see eighty orbs, eighty orbs oh. in three rows. All in tight formation, which is not a yep. a swarm of birds. It's not, um, you know, a meteorite. It's not something that is. If you see one of them, it's impressive, mm-hmm. but that's handleable. Eighty of them. Now you're outnumbered, and <laughs> you're seeing a. F- <laughs> like now you're now you're the seeing fleet. it. You're seeing the the you know the the fleet basically the UFO fleet. What?
1: Yep. It's like when you see the
0: mothership, you know, it's like you can see a small UFO and and kind of be cool with it. But if you see a UFO that's like a mile wide, you're like, that's, that's too much. You know, like that's too, that's too much UFO. Like I can't (laughs) can't process all this out. I got to sit down. No, it was, oh, it was unbelievable. And I
1: think... I also, there's so many details that I just, I'm remembering now that I'm talking about it, Um, but typically when we do see E5, we'll see a flash, like a flashing light first, and the light looks like a shooting star, we see that, and then about 20 minutes in, we'll see an orb in the distance, Um, and then 30 minutes, we'll see like a flashing craft, so they like slow roll you into it, they ease you into something big. And I think it's because they want to drop that fear, like that veil of fear that you might have seeing these things. It's like they have an awareness of your state of mind.
0: Your level. Like, you're, you're, you're aware. Like, you know, like they want to show themselves to you. Like, you feel like they do want to show themselves to you. You feel like they do want to be seen. They do. Mm-hmm. And the fact, they're actually calling you to come see them. Like what they're right. getting that with the noise. Like I know a flying triangle is silent. I've seen one, mm-hmm. and over the Oso Bay, and wow. uh, you know, like I've seen. Well, I have my own history of experiences, so nothing you're saying is coming out to at me as crazy or, um, you know, something I haven't personally experienced myself. I have a very similar story with orbs that apexed. On New Year's Eve of 2020, when wow. uh, fly, when when, it basically a fleet of flying orbs, flew over all the fireworks that were going on, um, uh, and it like you know I felt like the whole city had to have seen these. They flew what? right over um, uh, from the bay they flew over the city, and we were watching the fireworks, uh, downtown. And they flew right over them, and there was it was just a chain of orbs and I was, I was like thousands of people just saw these things, and no one reported it <laughs> and I, just wow. looked, I looked up the news, looked at MUFON. I saw them with my family, we recorded them on a phone the video really- that we reco- the video we recorded though was uh pure black, it didn't record even a single a light in the sky, and wow. we had seen them with our own eyes, but the video really didn't up as pull well them up. and um We took photos, and they were in the still photographs. They were in the photographs, the digital photographs from the same phones. They weren't in the videos, though. I have no idea how that worked. And that's when I started also becoming wise to the fact that cell phones are made not to record UFOs. Exactly. Cell phones are made uh, intentionally unable to record lights in the sky. They can take a good photo from across a room, yeah. They can take a video of your dog, sure, But they can't take something that's, you know, like you know, in a uh, in a skyline over downtown or something. Like they just can't pick up that fine uh, detail. Right. Uh, But the human eye, the human eye is actually extremely good at picking up detail in the sky, especially lights. Like you know, Mm -hmm. think of how weird it is we can see stars. You know, yeah. you know, the human eye is, is absolutely made to see lights. So it's easier to see with your own eyes than it is to record, even on a very, very good camera. Like, anyone can see detail and, and actually pick up on speed and see how high it is and make those judgments. But looking at, you know, even a great video, it becomes kind of like you're watching a blur, you know, move at a fast rate of speed, etc. So it, I totally get you. I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, that it's it's sometimes both easier to watch and just experience and then draw it down or relate it later, um, yeah. But yeah, like it's like. That is wow. so. You saw eighty of them, though. I mean, I only saw maybe oh, yeah. eight at most during that night. That was eighty of yeah. them. Jeez. This was about eighty
1: of them. There were two. Okay, it's it's interesting because my sister and I saw different things, and also that's an incredible story of your sighting on. You said New Year's.
0: Okay. That was New Year's. Yeah, yeah that was New Year's <laughs> Eve, and it was absolutely uh, during the fireworks and everything. And it was like the fireworks had had drawn their attention, and they I, I mean they were under they were right above the entire firework display but they were clearly not fireworks they were flying oh far God. too high and they just flew like steadily across the city and at one point wow. they even stopped and kind of grouped up and then continued to fly and wow just like out you know, I mean like the, Corpus Christi like I said is a hot spot for UFOs and I wouldn't <laughs> say that unless I have you know seen more UFOs here than anywhere else hmm <laughs> Yeah,
1: there is something to it, and I know you described your sighting as, like, a chain of orbs, and that's exactly what this looked like. There were, like, I only saw one row, but my sister, who was able to see this for, like, a few milliseconds longer than I did, she said she saw two rows of orbs, um... So it was, oh my goodness, this was like Star Wars level sci-fi sighting of ours. And that's when the next day we saw that helicopter fly over us.
0: Now that's Um, interesting because I do research in the area. And one of the things I do is like a military uh, conspiracy, military kind of like, because I know that this is a lot to do with the military. UFOs and the military go (laughs) hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And they did start uh, deploying Military helicopters at that uh, that base they have. It's not the Air Force base. It's it's not the the Navy base. It, or it's the border patrol and customs base. Uh, and if you drive out past the airport or around the airport, there's another government facility. I believe uh-huh. it's between here and Robstown. Like if you I think I've seen it. It's, it's, I think it's right outside of Robstown.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's this base, and it has drones and military helicopters and planes. And they had uh, recently gotten a bunch of, uh, uh, basically a whole squadron of military helicopters, like uh, sh- the double rotor Chinooks, Apaches, pretty heavy gear. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, quote unquote for the border. But I think we all know that Robstown is nowhere near the border it's, it's no. not realistic to put them there instead of Brownsville or McAllen or something, you know, like it's very yeah. odd that we have equipment in the area that's like that. And I think it is something to do with UFO bases. I think it has something to do with UFO activity. I think it has a lot to do with that. I think the Navy base, for example, has a lot to uh, do with, with, um, observing and reporting and, like, containing the UFO phenomenon here as well as basically being a kind of gateway, an airport for UFOs.
1: Yeah. No, I completely agree. And, like you said, it was a Chinook that flew over the next day. And um, I heard someone recently mention that, oh, they were flying something, like a helicopter or some drones for, like, a drug bust or something like that. I think my grandma mentioned it, but I was like, I don't know why they would fly a military, like, Chinook over the area um but you know i don't really believe in coincidences and that next morning a chinook flew i could see it was coming from the like the airport that like that direction and it flew over our house and i got it on video because it was just so odd and I, it felt, I felt the house shake because it was so low um but yeah that was the morning after we saw the fleet of ufos so it just it was just interesting timing.
0: Now. Now, you didn't have any other kind of uh, harassment or anything? No men in black phenomenon or, or no men in black encounters you know, or uh, maybe uh, government vehicles uh, hanging out outside your house or anything like that? Nothing, hopefully anything like that. No way.
1: Funny you mention that. We haven't had any, like, men in black experiences. But, 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 but. Um, This was maybe, this is after we had done CE5 for the first time. And, um, you know... It's not the, like, safest of areas, Robstown, all that much, and so I think we had heard a gunshot or whatever, and so, like, cops came out, and I guess they we were just searching the area, but they were, like, shining flashlights through all of our windows in this house. This is my great-grandmother's house, and uh, they were just, like, shining windows through, and I was like, oh, my God, like, what is going on? At first, my sister and I were like, is, like, are these UFOs coming to beam us up? Like, what is this?
0: That is um, crazy, because, um... Well, I mean, that, that's not crazy, like, oh, I, you're crazy, but that is crazy that they would be, like, flashing lights in your house. Typically, exactly. Typically, they're very discreet if they don't have, like, a reason to be, unless they were looking for them, like, in your house.
1: Right, and that was odd, and I was like, why would they look in our house? Yeah,
0: why would they come over to your yard and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I understand, I've never, you know, I don't know, it was weird, but I get it, because they're doing, I guess, reconnaissance, but I don't even know why they would do it near our house, because I didn't even hear that shot really close to be frank um but yeah that was freaky uh that wasn't really men in black i guess there's a reasoning for that because they heard some activity but yeah it was just spooky i mean your mind connects the dots with all these things
0: but never look yeah never take it for granted and never look pa I never let it go like if something like that happens kind of like write it down so that you, at least you can have it on like writing that you know unusual events are all connected regardless if they make any sense or not like the, yeah. the kind of thing is this is uh the truth is stranger than fiction so even if you mm-hmm. if, even if you can't make sense of it yourself like why would the police know i did this right. exactly why would the police know you did this <laughs> exactly like why would the right. police know that a ufo came down is because i think actually in my own uh, theory is that the men in black are evolving and it's not just guys who wear black suits it's like cops who wear all black and like i don't know if you've ever seen like a black cop car Uh, The black SUVs with like the, you know, cop insignia. Like, no, I haven't. Like, well, I just think it's like the 21st century. They look like 21st century police officers. They, like, I've, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes you just start thinking thoughts like that, like, anyone can buy a police uniform, (laughs) anyone Uh, can act like a cop. Like, you know, and that's kind of the perfect disguise. Is, I hear you. Because in Texas, you know, what I'm saying like anyone can just wear a police uniform, with black sunglasses, right. and it's you know black on black, and that's a man in black. And you're like, oh, oh, you're telling me I didn't get pulled over by a real cop? Someone just kind of like wanted to search my car or something. Like you know, yeah. there's no way for you to say no or stop them. Right. Yeah, that that's just you know that's really eerie uh, that you said that they were shining lights, and that's that's pretty crazy. I mean that's that's yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. never had that happen in my lifetime, not anywhere, so that was interesting, um, but, yeah, that was a kind of interesting experience, but, yeah, then the helicopter like flew over the house the next day uh, after our first sighting, so, yeah, it was I don't know, it was interesting.
0: So, um, this wasn't the last sighting you had, though.
1: Yeah, makes me wonder.
0: Alright, so, yeah, we're back online now and everything, thank you for, uh, that brief intervention, but, uh, so how many sightings are we, uh, Left on the calendar, then because if the, we've got through the 80 orbs and the military helicopter sighting, right. <laughs> So, how, yeah, mean, so I guess
1: we'll...
0: how are you gonna follow Coming this? Up? What was the next one? The next yeah, one, yeah.
1: Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Um, no, no, no problem. Yeah. So, there was one more sighting that was like uh, that I saw. This was on campus, actually. Um, I was at school, and um, this was let's see, I was outside of. I think it was, like, a Mexican restaurant. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I was outside of a Mexican restaurant, and um, I saw something kind of behind the tree line. I saw some lights. Um, and they were, like, orange, red, white, green. And so I kind of followed it with my eye. I was like, that looks funny. So I looked behind the tree. And this was... This, this tree was pretty close to me, but this was something about maybe, like, 35 feet in the air. And um, I looked at it, and then... As soon as I made eye contact with, like, whatever I was looking for, the lights, it flew around the tree, like, made a curve around, and made a beeline for me, and just hovered. And it looked like a dreidel. Um, this craft, I didn't mention it on Twitter, because I feel like if I didn't get a video of it, I just shouldn't share it. But um, it was a dreidel shape, and it had red, white, and I think green lights all around it, and it was, like, spinning. Um, but that was the closest a craft has ever ever come to me, and it was, like, 35 feet in the air, it was really small, um, didn't make any noise, um, it wasn't a drone, um, yeah, that was, that was weird, that was freaky, but, yeah, that was my, like, last sighting when I saw, like, an actual craft.
0: That is, that is fucking, that is far out, so, so to repeat, you're, you just got out of class, you're to a Mexican restaurant, parking lot, you look over to the tree line, in the tree line, there is a light, a, a from what you see, a glinting light, and you kind mm-hmm. of become curious, and as you draw closer to the light, as you watch it, you know, give it time and your attention, it moves around the tree, mm-hmm. and then flies to you, and is hovering over you in front of you, and it is yep. a physical... Like, uh, you said dreidel shape, so pointy at the end and square on top, cube on top.
1: Yeah, this is like a solid, solid craft.
0: With red, with green lights.
1: I wrote down red, green, and orange lights, yeah. Red, green, yeah. And
0: orange. Like, you saw the triangle had red and green and orange. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Th- I'm trying to make a connection with that. That's why I saw, that's how yeah. my mind immediately went when I, when I was leaving. So this is like a connection where they're communicating this red, green, and orange light color. But yep. this time it was a, another small craft, even smaller. Mm-hmm. Um. I've never seen this shape. And, and you, you are not. Uh, this is f- daytime. This is daytime. You're not... No, no,
1: no, I'm sorry. This is
0: nighttime. Oh, this is nighttime. I was going to say, you're not... Yeah, you're this is not, my- uh, 945. You're not, yeah. like, uh, at home. You're not at a point where this could be confused for anything, or you could be possibly, you know, maybe even... Um, I don't even... So, so there's no no way this is in public, or semi-public, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You didn't prepare for this, you were just on your way throughout your day, and all of a sudden, wham, it's there. It, do you think it was following you? Do you think that it was... I think um, there... I'm so sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. I no, no, I know, the, exactly, I'm just trying to put in words, like, my questions that I'm, like, now immediately... like Because I didn't know about this one. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually just filled with questions, and I'm trying to, just, like, make sense of them immediately. Like, so, what? you think it was following you, maybe, like, all day? Or maybe it's been following you? Or maybe, like, did you immediately think, like 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 you shouldn't have seen it or did you did you want to be seen was it like showing itself to kind of be like hey over here like in the bush like mm. <laughs> like hey in the <laughs> trees, like, I'm in the tree
1: Yeah that's the thing with UFOs I think they like once you do see U5 they always know where you are mm-hmm. because I see them nightly like I have not I forgot to even mention I just remembered like I saw another triangle when I was on campus cuz it was just coming towards me like they know where you are at all times and so I think it was not following me, but it just, well, technically, I guess it was following me. It knew where I was, it made, it wanted to be seen, and then it flew straight towards me, and yeah. I was actually getting in the car. I was in the parking lot, I was walking to the car with my mom and my aunt, um, and I was hopping in. I had a Mexican Coke in my hands, and I had some, like, takeout, and so I couldn't grab my phone to record, um... And I was like, is anyone else seeing this right now? Because there were some people leaving the restaurant. I was like, guys, like, please look up. Like, tell me you're seeing this too. But, um, yeah, I was getting in the car and then I kind of ignored it because I was telling my mom, like, mom, I'm seeing something right now. But she was talking to my aunt and so she didn't look up. But I saw it and I was like, mom, there's something like right there. It's like hovering. It's like not high, like not too high up, you know. So I got in the car and I was trying to look out the window to see if I could see it. But, um... I lost sight of it and it didn't look like it followed the car um so yeah that was unbelievable
0: that is that is wow so I'm assuming it it doesn't exist I I really don't think your parents could have seen it I think that that sounds like maybe in that one moment it was revealing itself only to you Mm. and that it's like you know So, UFOs are often theorized to come from other dimensions. Uh Uh-huh. This seems like that. Like, I I can't explain it, but my instinct upon hearing that is that this is a... Not a UFO from space, a UFO from the other dimensions or the multiverse or something. And not only its appearance, um... Sounds like something that could be described as a merkaba. um... Which is like you said a dreidel. Now mm-hmm. a dreidel is kind of designed on the the kabbalistic Merkaba. The, the it's like two pyramids put together. Uh, Interesting. Where the points are on the bottom, and the top, and the sides, the bottoms of the pyramids make uh, six points. Uh, wow. Three on top and three on bottom. And so there are four points in total, and it looks kind of like a 3D star. But he said it was a dreidel, so it was a cube with the point at the bottom and the lights shining around. And that's, the, that's yeah, very I, interesting. Now, see, that's that's extremely interesting design for a craft or a ship or this probe or a scout or this UF well, this a UFO, uh, UAP or OVNI. Uh, right for the international crowd uh, that's listening, I got this huge international audience. Ovi and I is how they call them in France and Mexico and in Spanish and English and uh, Spanish and any other language besides English. It's Ovi and I. It's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a. I mean, you don't, it's not a saucer. It's not a triangle. It's not something simple. It's something that's unique and and very interesting. Um, yeah, that it's that it's not something that you hear. Every day, to kind of put it simply, like that sounds pretty unique and uh, definitely worth reporting uh, to Mufon. Absolutely, I insist go get directly in contact somehow with these reporting agencies and get that online. Like you, you said, you didn't report that one because you didn't no. have a video of it. I think you got to go and make a sketch and get the whole de- yeah. thing detailed up and. And put out there because they know, like, I don't want to say that's the most interesting one. All of these have been absolutely, Mm -hmm. you know, fascinating, but that one is like, that one is the most mind blowing, I think. Really? Well, because context, right? So we all know that there are unidentified craft in the sky. We all know that if we look up at the right time, we could see something fascinating and wonderful. But it's not about us. But that one seems like it was about you. That one seems like it was in the trees. And when you looked over, it flew at you and was only visible to you. Yeah. And you know, like you said, like that was something that you were like, you know, is anyone else seeing this? And it didn't seem like they were. Mm-hmm. But you saw it clear as day. Like that that is something that CE5, like, it does. You know what I'm saying? Like we started with this CE5 discussion and that is like ce5 you know what i'm saying that is yeah. like bam dr stephen greer is you know yeah. promising and promising all you know, his, his, his lectures and everything is to be able to invite and see and communicate with the unseen
1: mm. yeah and that's you know that's so true now that i think about it it really was i think i've seen so many of these things where it's like they don't surprise me anymore but now hearing your perspective, I really can kind of appreciate what that moment was for me. Um, and I think I was talking to, to my sister about that sighting and, um, the way I described it was like a puppy. This is so weird, but like, it felt like a little dog saw me and like ran towards me. Like I was like I was its owner or something like got excited. Um, it was, it it made me laugh. Like when I saw it, I laughed because first of all, I was shocked. It would come so close. I was shocked. It was so low to the ground. Um, and I was shocked it was such a public area. And, um, it was almost like childlike, like if a kid was like controlling that craft or something, like it's so, how can you be so immature? Like, how can like you be innocent, so... innocent,
0: right? Like, yeah, innocent like innocent. To it. Huh.
1: Exactly. Like that one, it just felt like such a naive thing to do so publicly. Like it, like you said, it wanted to be seen by me. So,
0: yeah. And I think that's odd that it, you have the reaction of being so calm and, and kind of, you know, like, happy to see this one, uh, yeah. or at least curious to see this one, you know, like, it wasn't right. intimidating, but the other sightings, you had that sense of fleeing, you know, you had it's fight or flight, and you chose flight, mm-hmm. but in this one, it wasn't even fight or flight, you kind of wanted it, you kind of saw it, and were like, oh, like, you know, like, this thing is pretty, yeah, like, like, this thing is pretty cute, like, pretty awesome, um, yeah, what
1: are you doing here, you're not supposed to be here right now, like, yeah. that's what it felt like,
0: well, maybe they were try- Maybe they're trying to figure out how to um, communicate with you or show themselves to you without yeah. you running from them. And maybe right. that that was a trial and error type experiment, and that was the experiment where they're presenting to themselves to you in a way that you kind of are okay with, that you can welcome them, that you aren't intimidated by, that you aren't. Uh, um, uh, you know, fearful of. Mm. That's interesting. It that really, really is interesting, and I would love to see a sketch or a, a write-up of that. That would be something yeah, I'm yeah. definitely willing to share and post and everything. And like you know, like I said before, in our communications, um, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, going and doing actual UFO videos and and basically ufo hunts or ufo uh you know fishing with cameras and everything around around the coastal bend and anyone who could practice ce5 and is willing to actually see them for themselves is definitely always welcome on the beyond top secret texan team and yeah. so that sounds really cool i mean like i mean i knew you had seen things before but to have this kind of connection to it like, mm-hmm. they seem to be coming straight for you. And, like, yeah. you know, they seem to be wanting to show themselves for you. Um, you know, I absolutely encourage uh, you to keep doing that and everything. I think that's really a breakthrough. That's that's, You know how many people would absolutely love to be in your shoes right now because of just how many sightings you've had and the clarity yeah. that you've had and, like, how... Like this isn't seeing things from far away. This isn't trying to, you know, um, you know, um, even get a glimpse of it. They're they're showing up in parking lots in Mexican restaurants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, you
0: know, like, I can't really wow. Uh, stress that enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's so cool.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Wow. And is is that gonna be uh, the end of what you have to share with us, or is there any more?
1: Oh, yeah, I was just going to talk about, that was the last sighting I have to share, but I was just going to talk about kind of the, my immediate reaction to these things and like the physical, because there is a toll it takes on your body. Um, You know, I've been able to meet so many experiencers on Twitter, and I've met a lot of people who say they've gotten sick after seeing these things. Um, There's one person I uh, met, he said his heart stopped the next day. And, um, I think so much of it has to do with the fear and that physical response, that fight or flight response, response that our body does to these, to seeing these things. Um, you know, after the first time we did CE5, my body, like my heart rate was up for the whole night. I had trouble sleeping for weeks. Um, and every time I would think like, you know, before going to bed, like in my dorm, I was like, wow, like I'm kind of, they're outside right now. Like I can't sleep. I'm afraid, um, and even if I tried to calm myself, I, I was still anxious. That really deep fear of just not knowing if they're out there, if they're going to follow me, or that was just really. It took a toll on my on me physically. Um, my sister and I, like, we had to take like melatonin and CBD gummies to calm down. And you know, sometimes we would have sleepovers in our in our like each other's rooms because it was just so frightening. Like, we were just so amped up. Um, no, and absolutely. that's something that I really want people to yeah i want people to really know like there's a risk with ce5 like it's incredible but you you will be um you know you'll have normal human reaction uh, i think with seeing uap um your body doesn't know what to do because it's never seen this form of like a threat or like not even not to say that it's a threat in a way like it's meaning to harm harm you but um your body doesn't know what to do like you can't really fight it you can't go away, because these things can see you every, for, like, from every direction, so, um, that just, anxiety, that lasted for weeks, and, like, weeks, and weeks, and weeks, I just couldn't sleep for a really long time, um. Well,
0: these things are sleeping real, sleeping. and I think yeah, people it's need to always keep that in mind if they're, mm-hmm. um, thinking about ever looking for UFOs, even or ghosts, or cryptids, whatever paranormal investigation that they wish to undertake, or, If they're going to get serious about this, this is not a thing that you can go in with disrespect or go in thinking that you're going to be uh, unchanged. And even like you said, the CE5 just doing it, people don't realize that a lot of their energy flow, a lot of their feelings every day, it's like close to being asleep. When you start doing things like this, you start waking up. You start feeling alive. It'll be... It's, it's, it's nothing dangerous, but it'll be, you know, it'll rock your world because you'll be up for days sometimes. You'll be scared. You'll be alert. You'll be awake. You'll be, uh, you know, and like excited. And many people don't know how these feelings, like, I know it's sad to say that you've never been really excited, but yeah, to see a UFO, it's exciting. You could have a heart attack. You could, you know, you could pass out. You could have seizures. You can start having, um, uh, you know, sleep problems. That's really big. And, like, one of the odd things is I know people who are into this and they can't sleep because sometimes they're just thinking about all the UFOs that are flying up their head. Or, you know, they have to be outside or they should be watching cameras or they should be, you know, like, mm-hmm. they, can, they can, like I said, feel them. They can feel the UFO on the yes. inside. And they know that they're out there, so they have to, like, um, uh, Like, I remember just... A lot of people have said this. Like, uh, being in bed and then waking up in the middle of the night at, like, 3 a.m. Yeah. And needing to go outside. Needing, like, like they cannot... They, like, they have to go outside. And when they go outside, there's a UFO above their house or something. Or, you know, <clears throat> a being inside their room. Or, you know, a shadow man or something. You know, and it's... People when they when this happens to them, of course, they have to deal with it. They don't. It's not easy. It definitely mm-hmm. isn't easy. And you you know it changes your life forever because it does. It's, uh, it's hey, there's no going back there once you once you see even one, there is no going back. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And so far, you've seen in one year uh, enough but. to realize that. A, we're not alone. B, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's not something that's, uh, you know, it's not. It, there's one thing to say: UFOs are real, but you're never going to see one, or they don't really care. You know, they're not going to come get you. They don't know who you are. Now you yep. know they, you know who you are because they've been over <laughs> your house, and, yeah. and you made contact with them, and, and I can like call that. them whenever. Yeah, you've seen them come specifically straight to you. And I can only imagine that, you know, I don't want to say this to jinx you or anything, that mm-hmm. they could be an abduction or a close encounter of the of the third or fourth kind, uh, yeah. you know, in your future. I, myself, am a, I'm a close encounter survivor and a contactee, yeah. an abductee, and well. I understand that these things aren't something that you can say, you know, yes or no for sure, but I believe it happens to a lot more people than ever are willing to talk about it or even themselves know. I think it's just dreams and things that they experience. But it sounds yeah. like, I don't want to jinx you or anything, I don't want to say anything like it's, it's like, you know. But it sounds like, yeah. you know, they might be uh, a date between you and uh, some ET <laughs> in the future. You know, yeah. some grays or something. Uh, you know. But I wouldn't the,
1: doubt it, because it seems like the sightings are just increasing, so the next obvious step would probably be that. But. Right, that's what I'm <laughs>
0: saying, like, I don't want to jinx it or nothing like that, right. I am saying, like, that is something that does seem to be kind of, like, rolling down yep. that hill.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, and, you know, um, it's funny, like, doing CE5 for so long, um, that heart rate, is i'm able to control it now like when i go to sleep i get i sleep well because i'm just used to this and i've found some peace and you know calm mm-hmm. in it all um but still when i go out and like i did see five last night even with my mom and sister um my heart rate still increases even though i'm not scared there's a physical reaction like my heart rate uncontrollably just increases immediately um but i found some calmness and peace with that um and I think, oh, I was going to say something, I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, oh man, I cannot remember what I was going to say, but yeah, I'm sorry,
0: go ahead. No, no, it happens, that happens, that train of thought thing, yeah. ha- you know, I say it's 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 one of the weirdest things that experience teaches you that, you know, you can't always remember what you were going to say. <laughs> you know, yeah. You're like, oh, I was going to say something, like, yeah, I can't do it, and just, it's just impossible, you can't always, yeah. you can't beat yourself up after, but it'll come to you. Uh, but yeah. no, don't even worry about it. Like, uh, you've said so much and, and really opened up my eyes uh, about not only your experiences, but the experiences down here in the coastal bend. I oh, yeah. didn't expect other people to be having as intense of close encounters as I've had. Um, at least not without, like, a military background or something like that, because that's where I'm coming from. And so it, like I have like I've also traveled and and it sounds like the coastal bend though is is just so active when it comes to close encounters UFOs and these these craft these these I orbs heard. these uh interdimensional beings or whatever they may be flying triangles that it they're just you know this is where they're landing. This is ground zero almost it feels like. And I, I don't want to keep saying that because it's like I don't have is the solid evidence or anything. But I think, you know, with finding you on Twitter, more people may have uh, been broadcasting this podcast. More people may uh, reach out and, and come out with their stories because I think we aren't alone. That we are just one of many, many people in the area. The Coastal Bend in South Texas, the Rio Grande Valley. That um, and in all across Texas, you know, I would even say that have real detailed experiences with the unknown.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, just amen to that. Really, I'm sure. Like, there are so many people who have seen these things, but just haven't found a space for them to talk about it. You know, and haven't found UFO Twitter or people to um kind of communicate with without being ridiculed so um yeah yeah, i think the whole community of people who've seen this especially like you said down here in the South bend
0: and even then i'll say ufo twitter um i am not a big fan of uh because they are so closed and and small minded for even ufo believers if that makes any sense you're like Mm -hmm. how can you believe in ufos and still think you know like people are you know doing it wrong or you know, everyone knows. Everyone seems to be an expert in UFO Twitter. Everyone seems to know right. everything, but then clearly doesn't believe or know other or anybody else. Like doesn't believe anybody else but themselves, and things mm. like that. And it feels like, um, you know, UFO Twitter is a good place to find. It's a good place to go, but um, uh, it's you know, it's a good place to visit, but I wouldn't like to live there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's very much like there are. Uh, more open-minded people elsewhere that yeah. are ridiculed even even in the uh, so-called quote-unquote UFO or UAP circles, especially in my last uh, two years of doing this podcast, have experienced. Uh, ah. Saying, for example, what you've seen and how you've seen it, uh, they wouldn't believe it. And and I know that sounds ridiculous, and I, I kind of cringe at even having to admit it's real, but like people like us, the people who have real experiences that are open minded and will openly discuss what happened to us, to be honest, um uh, that's too much for people. They wanna keep it, you know, where it's it's these unknowns and you saw something far away and blurry and it didn't really happen, you know, kind of thing. It could have been could have been something else and you know, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's why I like the fact that the twenty first century the new generation the new the new crop of ufo researchers like yourself people who are getting into it you know much younger with a much more open mind are having experiences are seeing it for themselves are having the mm-hmm. close encounters for yourself because you don't need us. You don't need UFO Twitter. You don't need gatekeepers. You don't need uh, the Jeremy Corbells or the Lou Elizondos of the world to tell you what is real and what's not, you know, that you need a government job to have an opinion on this or a science degree. You don't. You need open eyes. You need to feel it with your heart. You need to see it with your own eyes and, and to do the work, to actually go out there at night, you know, look up at the stars. You need to see the CE5 and do these things that it's not science it's just living it's just being it's like a state of mind yeah and oh
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah i was saying like, that's another thing too like the science part of it like everyone wants it to be like uh you know you have to be a scientist and you have to be like you know especially and you have to get it on camera like you said you didn't want to talk about those incredible things because you didn't get them on camera yeah and, and even then you've got some incredible things on camera and it's like you you know, you shouldn't have to jump through hoops. Just let it happen to you.
1: Yeah.
0: Just just be in the moment. But, you know what? They, don't, they won't believe it, and that's the thing. They wouldn't give you the credit. They wouldn't actually listen to you like, uh, you know, I have in the Beyond Top Secret text, and regardless of photograph or not, that because you said you saw it, that's enough for me. That really is, because I've seen things that, you know, I can't explain and have no evidence for. And and that's the kind of respect I think others should be given and people should be giving everyone else in the community and and anyone who oh, has yeah. seen anything. People have seen, you know, whatever, ghosts, sea monsters, anything. Bigfoot. Yeah. That, you know, just because you have the honesty, and I do respect your opinion as a human being that, yeah, you saw what you saw. Yeah, 1,000%. And thank you for, you know,
1: just giving me the space and just, you know, ability to talk about it with you um yeah it's just talking to a fellow experiencer like yourself like it just makes me feel like i'm not alone you know and i just want people to know that um what i've been through and it's yeah it's it's definitely it can be isolating but um being able to talk to you and just have a space to be vocal has been just really therapeutic honestly
0: well thank you very much for joining me Uh, i mean i know it's not easy to kind of uh to speak your mind but Thank you for taking the risk, you know, taking the dive into the pool, the deep end. Uh, you're welcome back to speak about not only just what you've experienced, but other things. We could talk about MUFON cases. Uh, it's good to have someone in the area, uh, like I said, uh, who can who can kind of... Uh, to be on the same time zone and I would like to maybe work on a future project or something in the future. So just keep that in mind that it's been cool talking to you at least for now. And that if you have any more sightings, you're always welcome back. You're welcome back to talk about any sightings, uh, you know, that you have in the future or have had and want to kind of talk about more on my platform. Um, huge audience. It's growing faster every day. So you definitely got, uh, people to listen to you and, you know, you're welcome amongst friends, people. I'm always going to offer a dignified and respectful agreement, you know, no skepticism here. Uh, so, so definitely you're welcome back on the beyond top secret Texan, uh, podcast, uh, curious creature on Twitter. Would you like to advertise any social media or anything that are how to, you know, maybe see your, your, the evidence that you've collected?
1: Oh yeah. So, um, well, th- thank you so much for having me. Like, I would love to come back and even hear your experiences, like in depth. Um, I'd love to hear your story, and um, I'd love to meet up in person. Honestly, like, we could definitely meet up at some point, or that'd be super cool. Um, connect, but yeah. So, you can find my Twitter. Um, my tag is curious creature, and that's c u r i o u s creature, spelled c r e, and then four. T U R E and curious creature. That's my Twitter account. Um, I have all my videos posted there of my sightings. Um, I have one pinned to my page of when I drew what I saw um, during that fleet. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter regularly. Um, my DMS are open. If anyone wants to contact me about their experiences or anything like that, but, um, yeah, I'm just, thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Thank you for, uh, you know, joining me as a special guest. Thank you. You know, you, you know, um, I absolutely am appreciative of the opportunity to get to hear it from in your own words. Uh, your amazing experiences and close encounters. Thank you very much for those listening at home. Being the beyond top secret texan, Namaste and Shalom, Iron Sharpens Iron, a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you, each and every one of you out there in Dreamland. Follow me on LinkTree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan for all my Uh, social media links, etc., web activity, as well as the web page for the podcast. And, you know, go ahead and rate, give a like, follow and subscribe and share to whatever you would like or the podcast episodes themselves, podcast channel itself. Uh, Go ahead and rate me on Spotify, exactly. We'd love to have your, uh, you know, input, your opinion. And it definitely does wonders for the channel to help it grow. So thank you all very much out there in dreamland peace out, God bless you and your families thank you very much, Curious Creature thank you awesome